Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Youth Sunday. Um, I have a couple announcements really quick. Um, there are new Wrightsville UMC t-shirts, hoodies, and sweatshirts that are on sale starting today. Check out the bulletin insert for the website on where to order. You pay no shipping and can pick them up at the church. We have all logos printed for Children of Joy, 412 Youth, and WUMC. All proceeds will go towards children and youth programming. Thank you for your support in advance. The 412 Spaghetti Dinner is Wednesday, March 27th from 5 to 7.30 in the Fellowship Hall. You can buy your tickets starting in March from any 412 youth. Don't miss this delicious dinner. We are trying something brand new here at Wrightsville UMC. Would you like to get the most from your smartphone or iPad? Then you're in luck. The 412 youth will be hosting two technology help days in March. Look for, look for more details coming soon. Thank you for, for worshiping with us on, on Youth Sunday. Good morning. As Tyler said, welcome to Youth Sunday here at Wrightsville United Methodist. We are honored to lead worship for you today. Thank you for being here. Let's take a moment now to silence our electronic devices as we listen to the prelude played by Yates Weaver and prepare our hearts for worship. Good morning. My name is Kate Bestie. Please stand and join me in the call to worship. <coughs> Joy is loose in the wiggles of the children, the whispers of the youth, the smiles of the adults. Praise is rising for this glorious day, for God's abundant blessing for good friends and loving families. There is joy in praise, in our hearts and in our songs. You may be seated. Please bow your heads for prayer on this beautiful morning and let us give thanks to the Lord for all he has given us. Dear Lord and Father, Thank you that you promise us that where two or three are gathered, you are, in there, you are there in the midst. Lord, we welcome you amongst us today and celebrate the gift of life that you have lavished upon each of us. We ask that you would open our ears so that we may hear your voice. Open our minds so that we may receive your eternal wisdom. Open our spirits so that we may know your leading and guidance. And open our hearts so that we may receive your wonderful love. We ask all this in the glorious name of Jesus. Amen. The opening hymn today is Sanctuary, found on page 2164 in the hymnal supplement, The Faith We Sing. We will sing through the song three times. Let us stand as we sing together.
Good morning. I am Amber Bry Barker, and today's affirmation of faith is a bit different than what we normally say on Sunday mornings. Please remain standing and turn in your hymnals to page 886, where you'll find the World Methodist Social Affirmation. We believe in God, creator of the world and of all people, and in Jesus Christ, incarnate among us, who died and rose again, and in the Holy Spirit, present us to God, strengthen and comfort. We We rejoice in every sign of God's kingdom, and the upholding of human dignity and community, in every expression of love, justice, and reconciliation, in every act of self-giving on behalf of others, in the abundance of God's gifts, entrusted to us that all may have enough, in all responsible use of the earth's resources. We confess our sins, individual and collective, by silence or action, through the violation of human dignity, based on race, class, age, sex, nation, or faith through the exploitation of people because of greed and indifference, through the misuse of power in personal, communal, national, and international life, through the search for security by those military and economic forces that threaten human existence, through the abuse of technology which endangers the earth and all life upon it. We commit ourselves individually and as a community to the way of Christ, to take up the cross, to seek abundant life for all humanity, to struggle for peace with justice and freedom, to risk ourselves in faith, hope, and love, praying that God's kingdom may come. Hey, I'm Jacob. Uh, We hope you all are having a good time at the service this morning. I know we are. And um, please, if you will, take a moment and greet those around you in the name of Christ. morning. My name is Benjamin Hustle. I've been a member of Rice United Methodist Church my entire life and a member of the 412 Youth Group for the past six years. This church and youth group are very special to me for very many reasons. The friendships and great memories I've made will stay with me forever. As grateful as I am, I am ready to start my next journey. I'll always be grateful for the love and support of my church family. I want to share with you our scripture lesson today, which is the theme verse for our youth group here at Rice United Methodist Church. It is printed at the bottom of your order to worship for you to read. It's Timothy 4.12. Timothy 4.12. Don't let anyone look down on you because you are young, but set an example for believers in speech, in conduct, in love, in faith, and in purity. This verse speaks to our youth group because it states that we all strive on a daily basis to set an example through our speech, conduct, love, and faith. Now, my brother Walter Hutzel will share with us our 412 youth program and what Rutz United Methodist Church is all about. 
Good morning. My name is Walter Hutzel. I've been a member of Riceville UMC my entire life and a member of 412 since I was in sixth grade. I currently serve on the 412 Youth Council as treasurer. This church has been a huge part of my life, and I was baptized as a baby in this church. And at that time, this congregation promised to surround me with a community of love and forgiveness and to pray for me that I may be a true disciple who walks in the way that leads to life. Time and time again, this promise has been honored by my awesome Sunday school teachers, faith keepers, and people praying for me. I am always aware of the support and prayers of my church family, who was especially so four years ago when I developed a staph infection in my hip that ultimately led to me having my hip replaced. My church family was a great blessing for me during that time, and I am forever grateful. Now I would like to share with you what 412 is all about here at Wrestle United Methodist Church. We are the teenagers of the, conversa- of the congregation, grades 6 through 12. We meet weekly on Sunday nights from 6 to 8 in the Fellowship Hall. We always have dinner together, which is provided by our awesome parents and followed by games, music, and a program. Our 412 Praise Band, which is playing today, practices weekly right before youth group on Sunday nights under the direction of Carrie Avant. We also have life groups that meet twice a month. These groups are a way for us to grow closer closer in our relationships with God and to get to know each other a little better. God's Girls is our middle school girls group, and they meet every Tuesday night led by Lori Kilborn, Christy Jarnigan, and Laura Midget. Our middle school boys meet every other Wednesday night with their fetish leaders Jack Kilborn, Scott Selby, Graham Whitehead, Dave Whitmer, Patrick Buckner, and Trip Spate. Our high school youth meet on alternating Tuesday evenings and are led by Sam Lee, Suzanne Gill, and Jackson Norville. These groups give us a chance to talk about the things going on in our lives and how our faith can help us get through them. Thank you to all of the leaders for their time and love and serving as our mentors. There are also many missions we support as a youth group. We've adopted two children through Compassion International that we provide monetary support to every month. We serve breakfast to the homeless and the needy at Early Bread in Greenfield Lake area once a quarter, support Mother Hubbard's Cupboard by working and donating, and we assist with Meals on Wheels. This year, we gave Christmas to eight teenagers through the Department of Social Services. The items they asked for were mostly things we all take for granted, and we are fortunate to be able to provide for other youth. After Hurricane Florence, we assembled 975 blessing bags, collected and delivered several hundred pounds of food to NC Norrish, Harrelson Center, and Mother Hubbard's Cupboard. We adopted 14 families from a local high school and the Methodist Home for Children. Overall, the 412 youth volunteered over 1,000 hours to assist in recovery. We have also supported Snipes Academy through our local congregations for children through the donation of snacks for their classrooms, coats for the winter, and shoes for their feet. We look forward to doing more for Snipes Academy right here in downtown Wilmington. We also travel quite a bit throughout the year, This is where all the priceless memories of 412 were made. Last month, we took 30 high schoolers on a trip to Snowshoe, West Virginia. This is always a popular trip that chaperones and youth both enjoy. And we are happy to report we had another year with no broken bones. Our middle schoolers are looking forward to the spring retreat at Camp Don Lee in April, where we trade physical labor for the best food ever. Every summer, our youth travel around to spread our Christian love. The middle school youth continue the tradition of working in rural Appalachian communities, repairing homes to the Hinton Life Center in Hayesville, North Carolina. We are proud of their work, and it will prepare them for bigger endeavors with the high school mission team. Our high school mission team has been fortunate to serve in a variety of communities. Over the past seven years, we have served a rural community of Mountain City, Tennessee, the inner city of Atlanta, the Raleigh-Durham area, New York, Staten Island, poverty-stricken Arecibo, Puerto Rico, the Blackfeet Indian Reservation in Hart Butte, Montana, Nashville, Tennessee, and Houston, Texas. This July 26th through August 5th, the high schoolers will travel to Costa Rica to act as the hands and feet of Christ. For our youth to be able to participate in all these great activities, we have several fundraisers throughout the year. They include the most recent chili chowder cook-off this past Super Bowl Sunday, where we raised $1,100 to go towards mission trips. We also park cars on holiday weekends and sell hot chocolate at the park for Santa's arrival, just to name a few. Our next event will be on Wednesday, March 27th, when we will host the fourth annual spaghetti dinner in the Fellowship Hall. Tickets will be on sale beginning in March. Thank you, the congregation, for all the support you give 412 Youth during these fundraisers. 
None of these activities would be possible for our growing youth program without the love and support of this church. Thank you for empowering the youth of Riceville United Methodist Church and giving us the opportunity to make our world, mark on this world as positive Christian role models. Thank you very much. have yet to come and greater things are still to be done here. Good morning. Our first lesson this morning comes from the book of Psalms. I'll be reading Psalm chapter 25 verse 1 through 10 from the New International Teen Study Bible. In you, Lord my God, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame, but shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me, for you are God my Savior. And my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me for you. Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners on his way. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the demands of his covenant. This is the word of God for the people of God. God. Now we would like to invite... Invite all children down for the children's time with Reagan, Braylon, Grace, Lolly, Chloe, and Grace.
morning. My name is Reagan. I'm Lolly. I'm Braylon. I'm Grace. And I'm Grace Linden. How is everyone doing? Today we're going to be talking about love. So when someone says I love you, what do you think of? If we really want to know where the best place to find love is, where do you think it is? Like a book, at home, maybe the Bible? The Bible says God shows how much he loved us, even though we are sinful. Does anyone know how much God loves us? A lot. <laughs> now we're going to read a book. This book is called A Love Letter from God. I love you, my child. What more can I say? To me, you're perfect in every way. Your smile's a pleasure for all to behold. Your laughter's a treasure more precious than gold. Your goodness and mercy help others to see. Your heart is a partial reflection of me. I love you, my child, and I want you to know I'll lead you and feed you wherever you go. I'll guide you to beaches of soft summer sand. I'll steer you to meadows that cover the land. I'll send you to some friends to brighten your days with riddles and giggles and games you can play. Once in a while, a problem will come, and you may even fumble or stumble on some, but always be certain I'll take every wrong and use it for good to make help you become strong. I love you, my child, so I'll reach out my hand and send you my blessing so you'll understand. I'll send you the sunrise in the wee morning hours. I'll waken the songbirds and open the flowers. I'll lift up the sky, turning yellow to blue, and I'll give you some showers with a rainbow or two. At dusk, I will send you an awesome display of ambers and reds in an endless array. At twilight, you'll find some fireflies to chase, to run with, have fun with all over the place. Then I'll hold up the stars in the night high above to show you the brightness and might of my love, and you may even view a comet or two. I love you, my child. What? I love you, my child, so hear what I say. Nothing can prime me or drive me away. Your future's as brilliant as the sun and the sea. And I'll love you forever through all eternity. Okay. Let us pray. Hey, God, thank you for always loving us, even when we do not deserve your love. Please help others by loving them the same way. Amen. Amen. Right now, go tell someone special that you love them. Take a heart and go give it to someone that you love. And if your age is three to five, you can go to Wiggle Worship. Or if you're five or older, five or older, feel free to grab a bag and head back to sit with your parents. And the bags are over there.
greatest day in history. Death is beaten, you have rescued me. Sing it out, Jesus is alive. The empty cross, the empty grave. Life eternal, you have won the day. Shout it out, Jesus is alive. He's alive. And oh, happy day, happy day. You wash my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same. stand in that place free at last meeting face to face I am yours Jesus you are mine and this joy perfect peace earthly pain finally will cease celebrate Jesus is alive he's alive and oh happy my sin away. Oh, happy day, happy day. I'll never be the same. Forever I am changed. morning. My name is Basil Wilkerson Gary III. Um, most of y'all know me about Wilkerson. Sorry, I had to pull that name out. I don't get to say it much. Um, and I'm co-president of the 412 Youth Group. I'm a senior at Laney High School, and I'll be attending engineering school at NC State in the fall. I'd like to start off today with a quick Bible verse. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 13 says, Keep alert. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. The word of God for the people of God. Whenever I think of this church and youth group, I think about the first time I truly ever experienced God. Growing up in church, I learned about him practically my whole life. From vacation Bible school to sitting in boring church services, I definitely had the exposure, but I never truly connected with God yet. Once I attended my first trip at 412, this all changed. It was DNI weekend at Fort Caswell a weekend full of programs with loud Christian rock music and speakers. I was in seventh grade at the time, and friends who had been the year before had all been telling me how great it was going to be. The Saturday night program was always the most dramatic, filled with the most music and best testimonies from the speakers. I remember sitting there, soaking up every word he had to say, and I can't remember his name right now, or else I say it, but um, about what it meant to follow Jesus. He then asked everyone listening whether or not they're willing to lay down their sticks, as he called it, and follow a life filled with Jesus. If you accepted, he challenged you to stand up, walk outside, and share a moment with everyone else who had just found Christ as well. I vividly remember a compelling feeling inside of me that encouraged me to stand up and walk outside. Here I was met with many of my peers, many who were sitting behind me, where we circled up and prayed over each other. Whenever I think back to this moment, I realize there was a greater force working in all of us that night. There was something that made us get up, walk out, and feel the joy that we all felt. I know this because, as Jack and Spencer can tell you, there are very few things in this world that can make a group of middle school boys do anything productive. <laughs> Ever since that night, my faith has been a journey full of highs and lows. It's been hindered by temptation and sin, as well as triumphed by kindness and forgiveness. In my opinion, high school is one of the best times of our lives. We have just enough freedom with hardly any real responsibility. But like my journey in faith, these last six years have also had their downfalls. I know I'm not the only one who has ever struggled with not fitting into the crowd or being ostracized for whatever reason it may be. This is not a good feeling, and it can make us question ourselves and our faith. But if there's one thing I've learned through these trying times, it would have to be the importance in simply doing the right thing, even if it doesn't seem like the most popular thing to do. All of my life, I've heard sermons, lessons, verses, stories, and testimonies about how we should live our lives. But at the end of the day, it all comes down to one thing, and that is the right thing. This is a virtue I've tried to implement in all aspects of my life. I often fail, sometimes quite miserably, 
but this failure ultimately results in growth. I remember Jackson telling us one day that we will never have an opportunity like we do right now to make a difference in the lives of so many others. Every day at school, on the field, or at work, we are surrounded by people just going through the motions, just wanting to get through the day, the week, or the month. It is up to us to decide whether we will just go along with them or instead to stand out and be different. Some of y'all may have heard this before, but whenever I think about these things, the paradoxical commandments come to mind. These were written by Kent Keith in 1968 as part of a booklet for student leaders. I'm not going to read them all, but a few of my favorites are. People are illogical, unreasonable, and self-centered. Love them anyways. If you do good, people will accuse you of selfish, ulterior motives. Do good anyways. If you are successful, you will win false friends and true enemies. Succeed anyways. Although we are not always met with opposition, when we love others, do good, and succeed, oftentimes we are. We live in a society where the right thing isn't always the cool thing to do. But 412 has shown me that this shouldn't matter. As I know it's true for so many others, this youth group has meant the world to me. 412 has helped me grow as a person, but has also done so much more. I've met some of my best friends through youth group, and I'd like to thank them for being here for me and for each other all these years. In my time at this church, I've been on five D-Now trips to Fort Caswell, two to Camp Don Lee, five trips to Snowshoe, and three mission trips to Montana. Nashville, not just Montana. <laughs> Montana, Nashville, and Houston. I've bawled my eyes out while we wash each other's feet in Montana, as well as watch friends snowboard down an entire slope with nothing on but a helmet and a pair of American flag underwear. <laughs> this, this was not his choice. He lost our fantasy football league. Um, there's no doubt that we have plenty of fun, but at the end of the day, I think we can all agree that we, take, that we each take something away from these experiences. Personally, I've learned just how fortunate I am. I've never dealt with any true hardship in my life. I've had my struggles, but nothing has come along yet that has made me truly question my faith. I've been dealt an extremely good hand in life, and I thank God for this every day. But going on these trips, in particular summer mission trips, has taught me that not everyone in this world is as lucky as me. It showed all of us at a young age that there's more to life than our little corner of the world and taught us how rewarding it is to be able to help others. Every trip I've been on with 412 has taught me something new, and none of them would have been possible without some very special people. So this time, I would like to thank the people that have gotten me to where I am today. Thank you to Jackson and Christina Norville for being such a positive influence on our lives. Jackson, thank you for inspiring us with your unique way with words and corny jokes. And Christina, thank you for being a second mom to each and every member of this youth group for the earth over all the years. The sacrifices you guys have made for us over the past seven years have been nothing short of outstanding. Thank you to Spencer Jarnigan and Jack Kilborn for somehow managing to entertain us for hours with nothing but a wiffle ball, pool noodles, and duct tape. <laughs> and for teaching us the importance of not following the crowd and what it means to stand firm in our faith. Thank you to all the rest of the faith keepers, Sam Lee, Suzanne Gill, and everyone else who have been here over the years. Your time and effort has not gone unnoticed. And last but not least, I would like to say thank you to my amazing parents who have been here for me through it all. Thank you, Mom, for being one of the kindest women I know and for showing me the true value of selfless service. And thank you, Dad, for showing me what it means to be humble and always keeping a smile on our faces. As I stand here today talking about the last few years of my life, I think about the future. In a few short months, I'll be heading off to college and opening up a new chapter in my life. This is scary, as I know the real world won't, won't be as easy as the reality I've lived in thus far. But I know I will always have the support of this youth group, this church, my family and friends, and most importantly, God behind me. So when the day does come that things don't go as planned and my faith is tested, I will be able to stand strong. So to my fellow seniors who I've been through so much with, Tate, Hamilton, Dylan, Davis, Ava, Aiden, Ben, and Walt, I have this to say. Keep alert. Stand firm in your faith. Be courageous. Be strong. Let all that you do be done in love. Thank you. morning. My name is Dylan Mahaley. I've been a part of WMC youth groups in sixth grade and haven't stopped going since. Although youth group as a whole has impacted me, 
The biggest impact on God I've had has been through middle school boys with Jack Kilborn and Spencer Jarnigan. Whether it was exploding pumpkins, playing pool noodle hockey, or getting guided through a trail of mouse traps blindfolded, I was always thinking about or looking forward to going to middle school boys every other week. I didn't know what to think of God before I started going, but Jack and Spencer created the foundation of my learning, of my interest to learn more about God and how he impacts our life on a daily, and I'd like to thank them for that. As I progressed into high school, I didn't attend youth group too much, and I didn't really hang out with the kids in the church too much, and my beliefs and interests in God stayed the same and didn't really build too much. I remember one day, my mom asked me if I'd be interested in going on the high school mission trip to the Blackfoot Indian Reservation in Montana. It took me a little while to respond, but eventually I agreed to go and said yes. I went into the trip not too excited and was just going with the flow of things. The reservation was very poor and most of the families were heavily impacted by alcoholism and drug use. On the first day of the trip, I met this local native boy in the village named Josh. Over the week, he opened up to me about his life and what he had been through. I know just spending a week with him wouldn't be able to change his life forever, but hopefully I could impact him in some type of way. I remember the last day, I gave Josh my number so he could call me if he ever needed anything. Two days later in the airport leaving, he called me, checking in with me. This made me feel like I really impacted him throughout the week. After going into this trip with not much excitement, little did I know that I would find God on this trip and it would have an impact on me for the rest of my life. The memories we have on that trip are ones that will never be forgotten and I will always think about. After I was so interested and believed I had found God in myself. I'm not saying that the other trips haven't been just as great, but this one in particular really stood out. After this, my relationship with God kept on growing and growing. Through youth group in general, but mostly through small group and the trips we took together. And I'd like to thank Jackson and Christina for always helping me grow as a follower of God. Also, last but not least, I'd like to thank everyone who's provided dinner for us at youth group. You know, I don't think we've had a bad meal yet. <laughs> and always a thank you to the Jarnigans for cooking for us on the ski trip. One of the reasons we all come is to enjoy the good food y'all provide for us. Youth group has brought me so many friends that I'll have for the rest of my life. And I couldn't be more thankful for that. And all of us boys hang out on a regular basis. But most importantly, being a part of youth group, of the youth group family, has taught me that being a good Christian is not only about showing up to youth group, Sunday school, and services. It's about how you conduct yourself every day and the choices that you make. You choose to have God present in your life on a daily basis. I believe youth group has impacted me for the better. And as I attend East Carolina next year, I will always hold the memories I have in youth group with me. Thank you. Good morning. Um, my name is Davis Single. Um, I'm a senior at Lenny High School, and my journey began when we moved to Wilmington when I was about 20 months old. We joined WUMC right after I, after I turned two. Ever since I was in kindergarten, I've gone to the 8.30 service every Sunday and Sunday school just about every week. If I had a friend spend the night on Saturday, they were undoubtedly coming to the church service the next morning too. Being with all you each Sunday has taught me how to worship, how to pray for others that I need, and how to better myself through Christ. During my time with the church and the youth group, I've had many mentors that have helped me along the path of consistency. The main two that have done more than a fantastic job are Christina and Jackson Norville. They have grown the 30-kid youth group I once knew from when I was in sixth grade to the 100-plus kids that they serve dinner every single Sunday night. As someone, As someone that has seen this youth group grow and expand, it is truly astonishing what Jackson and Christina have done. I want to thank, thank them and others for your time and hard work. Thank you, Jack Kilborn and Spencer Drawn again for middle school boys. I want to thank Sam Lee, Suzanne Gill, Pam Hutzel, and Miss um, Garrett for always being there for us, and Mike Hutzel as well. <laughs> um, truth is built on consistency. Thank you to this congregation for demonstrating that to me. Thank you. Hey, y'all. 
I'm Ava McClatchy, a senior at New Hanover High School. <clears throat> now, my testimony is going to be a little different than most. It is a reflection of what I've learned through these crazy years. I believe showing God's love is not just feeling towards someone. Rather, it's self-sacrificing commitment to seek the highest good of the ones you love. God teaches us to love everyone with all of our heart. God wants us to shine his light and his truth onto others. God wants us to be the best Christians we can be. Many would say that going to church every Sunday, reading the Bible, doing devotionals, praying every night, and avoiding sin daily makes you a good Christian. But I believe there are many ways you can show God's love and his message without having to follow these guidelines or rule book. Now, of course, I'm not saying that going to church every Sunday is bad. We just have, we just have life that gets in the way. Sometimes we just can't make it on every Sunday. We might have a soccer tournament out of town, family in town, or we just want to sleep. My parents showed me God's love in infinite ways. They sacrificed commitment to seek my happiness in each of my siblings. My family was not a guideline family. We are a family who every weekend would be traveling for a sports tournament, trying new pizza places, or spending hours on the beach with our dog. We did not go to church every single Sunday, but every single day, every second, my parents showed us love and sacrifice. The definition of sacrifice is giving up something with importance or value to you for the sake of other considerations. If I could put an example for sacrifice, I would put my dad's name. Our dad sacrificed everything for us. Although he was busy running two restaurants, he would take time out of his day to drive us to school, come watch our sports games, even if it meant driving two hours or coming home just to tuck us into bed. When my oldest brother went to boarding school up in Virginia, he would drive 10 to 12 hours a weekend just to support him. Even when my dad got sick, it was not about him. My dad told us that he was not scared because it is in God's hands. Every day until my dad passed away, he stayed the same man he always was, doing everything for us until his last moments, it was time for us to do everything for him. I cannot even start about how much my mother has sacrificed for us. My mother, the most beautiful and strong woman I have ever met, is truly the most selfless person I know. My dad was diagnosed in March 2017, and from that point on, my mom's life was never about her again. My mom took my dad to every chemo, every single doctor appointment. She took care of him and was at his side every single day. Two days before my dad passed away, it was my mom's birthday. That was the day he went to hospice. And that whole day, my mom never brought up her birthday, and she dismissed anyone who did. Ever since the day my dad passed away, she never stopped supporting our family or taking care of us. She was now supporting four kids, running two restaurants, and still having to live with the loss of my dad all by herself. My mom literally works all day, but still finds time to come watch our sports game, take our dogs on walk in the morning, and get dinner with us. My mom has literally sacrificed everything. She doesn't even think about going out with friends or just laying around because she knows she has a commitment. She is truly the most inspiring person I know, and I can only dream about being half the woman she is when I'm older. I believe being a good Christian is spreading God's love and his truth, and there should be no guideline for how you do it. When you look back at your life, you want to look at how you impacted the world and how you truly exemplified what it means to be a good Christian. After all that being said, I would like to thank my parents, my other parents, Christina Jackson. Till this day, Jackson Norville is the smartest man I know. <laughs> and Christina being my favorite hug on a Sunday. Thank you for not giving up on me and pushing me to be the best version of myself. I can never forget Miss Pam and Miss Susan. Thank you for everything. I love you all. And a special thanks to Miss Pam, or Miss Susan, and Miss Pam, <laughs> for giving me Wilkerson, because he was the one who motivated me to write this, even though I was scared to share. So many people I could thank for everything the Jarnigans, Kilborn, Sam Lee, Suzanne. <laughs> I could thank for everything, especially all of y'all here today who listened to me. Thank you. time of worship when we put to use one of God's greatest gifts to us, the gift of prayer. Please remember to pray today and every day, especially for those listed in the bulletin. Let us pray. God, you are gracious, and that is good, because we are slow learners. You show us the way, but we are still convinced we can find some kind of shortcut, a way to repair the damage in our lives that won't take too much time or effort. We keep looking for a way that is safe and certain and obvious and easy but every apparent shortcut turns into a dead end. Save us from our own foolishness. Confound and confront us until we come to our senses. Teach us the humility we need if we want to be wise. 
Give us the patience we need if we hope to accomplish any lasting good. Grant us the spirit of obedience that we need if we want to be disciples. Console those who are dealing with struggles and sorrows, and give strength to those who are easily tempted and settle our anxious minds. We pray with faith and hope because you have already done so much for us. There is no doubt that your love for us is real and reaches to the ends of the earth. We thank you for the teachers and mentors who have cared enough to speak the truth and love to us. We thank you for insight that comes after struggle, for hard-won maturity, and undeserved second and third and fourth chances. We thank you for role models who are willing to be honest and who show us that you don't just call extraordinary people to follow Jesus. You call ordinary people and make them extraordinary. Now continue the work you are doing, O Lord, to make us extraordinary servants and witnesses for you in this world. We make our prayer today in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, the same Jesus who taught his disciples to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory forever. And now we worship God through our givings of tithes and offerings. I invite the ushers and acolyte to come forward. Book Isaiah 40, verse 29 through 31. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even the youth grows tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength, and they will soar on wings like eagles, and they will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. The word of God for the people of God. Good morning. I'm Yates Weaver. While sitting down to begin writing this testimony, I thought to myself, where do I begin? How can I translate the feelings that I've experienced with God over my entire life into English words that other people can understand and empathize with? Strange, isn't it? I came to a realization. Inspired by God himself, as long as I try my hardest to build a framework with my English words, he will take care of the rest. He will communicate with each and every one of you through my diction, as well as your own personal connections. Now that leaves me back at the start. 
Like many others, I've been running up those fellowship hall stairs on Sunday nights for almost six years now. There's nothing better than a self-justified reason to procrastinate on weekend homework for two more hours. Although I do not encourage procrastination, that simple fact is a testament to the entire idea of youth group. In these unmerciful rapids we like to call childhood, youth group serves as a raft. Not only am I gliding across the water instead of scrambling underneath, but I'm also surrounded by others alike, and maybe even not alike. Together, we are able to navigate swiftly through the rapids, watching out for rocks and other obstacles ahead. Now, one may tell me that this metaphor is unrealistic because when you're actually in the rapids, the raft flips over. But that's the truth. The raft does flip. And when it does, we may all be shocked, confused, frightened, frustrated, throwing blame onto one another. But you know what? We work as a team. We flip the raft back over and pull our brothers and sisters back on. I may have dove in a little too quickly with the crazy river metaphor, but to be honest, this is just real. Now, I don't want to speak for everyone else in the youth group, but I don't have to, and that's the beauty of it all. Throughout the hundreds of kids that have passed through this youth group over the years, each and every one of them has had an entirely different perspective of what this youth group is and what it has done for them. And thanks to Youth Sunday, now you all have your own perspectives as well. Just as you are experiencing right now, Youth Group has, here has provided me with a platform, a platform to share my ideas or maybe even just complain about something meaningless that's been stressing me out all week. My friends, if I were to stand at this platform and tell you even half the stories that these guys share with me, they would all be graduated before I finished. Between crisp fall adventures through the forts of Denau, skiing in five degree weather, and unforgettable barbecue sandwiches in Houston and Nashville, these past years have been the time of my life. That's not to say there are no hardships. Like I said before, the raft really does flip. Most of the time when we're not expecting it, too. But when there's a group of 10 guys who know you inside and out, sitting right there, you honestly can't resist laughing when faced with an obstacle. Undoubtedly, our friends would not be as close-knit as we are without sleepless nights in West Virginia, or even coming together just to eat every Sunday at 6 o'clock. As some of you may know, I've been dating my girlfriend for almost three years now, and the normal response is, in high school, are you crazy? Yes, in high school, through the endless waves of trifles that seem to seek you out no matter what you do. I believe that youth group is largely responsible for the longevity of our relationship because it allows us to both take a step back from ourselves and even each other and center our relationship on God. As I am preparing for the next bend in the river of life, I question what has made me who I am. As I described above, youth group, my friends, and my girlfriend are large influences on me. However, there are more that must not go unknown. To my mom, thank you for always making a little space on the table for me to do my homework. Thank you for throwing my clothes in the washer after a long day. And thank you for existing as an inspiration on how I should treat others. To my dad, thank you for teaching me how to write professional emails. Thank you for passing on your taste in music. And thank you for existing as a role model for success to me. To all of you guys out there, those may seem like little things. And the truth is, they are. But I promise you, the little things have more of an effect than you think. Christina Jackson, Suzanne, Sam Lee, Jack, Spencer, all the little things that you do. Coming full circle, that goes for youth group as well. Riceville United Methodist Youth Group is something that can truly be described as majestic. And trust me, that word is not common in my vocabulary. I'm grateful for your silent attention as I leave the rest of God as my words permeate through consciences. Thank you. Good morning. Well, I guess it's afternoon now. But my name is Hamilton Willis, and I'm a senior at New Hanover High School. I've gone to this church on and off since I was born. I was actually baptized right over there. But I started attending 412 in seventh grade, and ever since then, I've been a devoted member of both the church and the youth group. My senior testimonial is going to be my, my very first time coming to 412 and what came out of it. My first time wasn't a regular 412. It was actually D-Now weekend. And for those of you who don't know what D-Now is, it is a weekend retreat at Fort Caswell where youth groups from all over the area come together for worship. Usually we drive up Friday after school, spend Friday night, then have a full day of worship and fun, 
on Saturday, spend the night again, and leave the next morning. But for some reason that year, I had to come up on Saturday morning. When I got there, everyone at the camp was in the middle of a big worship service or rock, Christian rock concert. I don't know. I can't remember. So one of our faith keepers came outside to greet me, and immediately I felt welcome, even though I was late and new. After I met with the faith keeper, we walked back into the auditorium, and I sat down with some of my friends and got the weekend going. That night, I was initiated into a D-Now tradition. At night, we all take the mattresses off our beds. They're not real mattresses. They're like leather, really uncomfortable things. And we go to a hill on one of the back of the old Confederate bases, and we take the mattresses and slide down the hill. It's like sledding without the snow. That first weekend with the youth group, I had so much fun with my friends, many of whom are still sitting right behind me. I remember I was so nervous about going to D-Now. I mean, I had never gone to youth group before and only knew a handful of kids in the youth group. But in hindsight, it was one of the best decisions I've ever made. I've, made, I've learned so many important life lessons through this youth group, whether that was from one of Jackson's speeches or from someone I met on mission trip. I also have met my best friends through this youth group. We've made memories that will last a lifetime, and as we all go our separate ways, I know that I will not forget the time that we've spent together and the memories we've made. Now to the congregation. It may seem like we're always fundraising for the next youth trip, and the trips are fun, but this youth group is about so much more than the trips we go on. It's about family. With that being said, I would like to say thank you to those that have helped me on my journey from that immature seventh grader to now slightly less immature kid I am now. So Christina and Jackson, thank you for welcoming me and everyone up here into your family. To Sam Lee and Suzanne, thank you guys for making the high school life group so much fun, and that's something I really look forward to, and you guys have no idea what type of impact you guys have made on me. Now to Pam, thank you for being like another mom to me. Now to mom and dad, thank you for being my parents. <laughs> and thank you for guiding me along my path and loving me unconditionally. Thank you. Good morning. My name is Aiden Flynn. I'm a senior at New Hanover High School. And as high school has come to an end, I've taken some time to reflect on the past few years. One thing that stands out most is my time in the 412 youth group here at Wrightsville United Methodist. It all started in sixth grade when Ben and Walter Hutzel moved down the street from me. As time went on, we became closer and closer, and they would always ask me to come to church with them. I would always say, no, I have my own church. As we got older, these current senior boys in this youth group grew closer and closer. I was included in the group as a friend in the neighborhood and from school. I did everything with them except go to church. They would constantly ask me to come with them, and I would always say, no, I have my own church. Finally, in eighth grade, after countless invitations to youth group, I decided I would give it a try. I went and was welcomed by many smiling faces, the same faces that give me that same greeting every time I come. I immediately felt at home and knew that this was a place that I wanted to be. This youth group became a safe haven for me, and I still, to this day, look forward to Sunday and Tuesday nights for youth group and life groups. I have countless memories in this building, but the ones that have shaped me the most are those outside of it. I've had the chance to travel to Hartbute, Montana, Nashville, Tennessee, and Houston, Texas for mission trips. Each of these have affected me in numerous ways. The mission trip that stands out to me most is the one to Montana my freshman year. We spent that week working on an Indian reservation. I met many amazing children, and to this day, I've never seen a more beautiful place in my life. The 45-minute drive from the church in Hartbute to the Blackfoot Reservation was like watching a movie. Working with the kids every day was amazing. It took some time for them to warm up to us, but once they did, they never looked back. Their smiling faces and constant will to have fun was beyond inspiring. Throughout that week, I created a special bond with a young boy named Dana. He was about five or six years old and wouldn't really talk to anyone. He started to talk to me one day when I was pushing him on the swings. We spent a lot of one-on-one -on -one time, and at the end of the week, we had a barbecue and invited all the children's families on the reservation to attend. 
Before the barbecue, I walked over to the only convenience store on the reservation and bought a box of zebra cakes. I planned on eating them by myself that night, but later that night, after we ate, Dana was still hungry. I walked to our van and got out the zebra cakes and we split one. He ended up eating about five. <laughs> the whole time we sat there, we didn't say much. He was stuffing his face and every few minutes he would look up at me and smile. That little boy changed my life. The way he sat back and took everything in taught me to do the same thing. Leaving that night was the hardest goodbye I've ever had to say. I can remember holding Dana and squeezing him so tight. He kept saying he couldn't wait to see me next time. I cried the whole way back to the church, and four years later, thinking about it, Dana still makes me tear up. Experiences like this have shaped me into who I am, and I've gotten them through my time here in this youth group. I've been blessed with countless opportunities to better myself and the world around me through this 412 group. Back to this group of senior boys. Knowing each other so long, it would be an understatement to call each other friends. I consider each and every one of you a brother. You guys have always been there for me, and it hasn't gone unnoticed. Being able to call you guys my best friends is something I'm very proud of. Each and every one of you is an amazing person, and I wouldn't want things to be any different. Going to college next year will be tough not getting to see you guys all the time. I know we'll all keep in touch, but it's weird, about, it's weird to think about not having you constantly by my side. I want each of you to know that I love you guys and the time I've had with you inside and outside of this youth group. Through all the ups and downs, it means the world to me. So now, when my parents ask me to come to church with them, I get to say, no, I have my own church. <laughs> I'd like to say thank you to Jackson and Christina Norville. Thank you for being the best youth directors anyone could ever ask for. Sam Lee and Suzanne, thank you for making life group fun every single time. Miss Pam, thank you for being like another mom to me all these years. Having you here at church and all the mission trips is always comfortable, comforting, and I'll never be able to repay you for all the food I've eaten out of your fridge. Mom, Dad, Catherine, and Scott, I'm sorry I don't come to church with you guys that often anymore, but as you can see, I can't leave what I have here. I love you all unconditionally, and the countless things you'll do for me never goes unnoticed. I'm proud to be a member of the most loving, fun, and exciting family in the world. As my time at 412 comes to an end, I know the memories and relationships I've made will never fade. This experience has been amazing, and I will never forget the effects it's had on me. Thank you. Thank you, 412 seniors, for all of your words of wisdom today. Please bow your heads as we pray together. Lord, thank you that we are a family in Christ. Help us to share his love and legacy with everyone we encounter this week. May we lavish Christ's abounding goodness upon our families, friends, and colleagues. Holy Spirit, come and equip us in our workplace, guide us in our school life, and inspire us in our neighborhood. May we, may we be your hands and feet to the needy, your words of affirmation to the oppressed, and your arms of comfort to the lonely. Thank you, for choosing, uh, thank you for choosing to use us to bring your kingdom here on earth. Amen. Hey, guys. I'm Samantha Jarnigan, and I'm going to walk you through our benediction. So we're going to ask you guys, the congregation, to please join us in the traditional United Methodist Youth Fellowship benediction. It's from Numbers chapter 6, verses 24 through 26. This is how we end every 412 youth group and life group. And please stand. And before we begin the next step, I'm going to go ahead and tell you that the words are listed in your bulletin. It's a little hard. <laughs> the words of the benediction are printed in them, and after the benediction is read, everyone twists out to your right. Just watch the youth, and you'll catch on quickly. Um, I forgot a step. You're going to twist your, I mean, put your right arm over your left and grab hands with the people around you, and you're going to try and connect the aisles if possible. You guys look awesome. Okay, please join me. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you 
and give you peace. Amen. Thank you.